Welcome to the Nutritious and Delicious podcast with me, Bethany. Our mission is to support busy parents all over the world to learn time management while taking care of your nutritional, physical, and mental health. After all, a healthy family starts with a healthy parent. So today I'm super excited. I have Natasha here with me today. Natasha is an expert in prenatal and postnatal exercise, as well as finding balance and being realistic about mom's fitness goals. So welcome, Natasha. I'm super incredibly excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to chat. I love this. Um, our episode today is actually about your story of helping moms with exercise, while in kind of the later stages of pregnancy and just after they've had their baby. So I'd love for you to kind of start with your personal story and what helped you get there and where you are today and being the expert in the physical fitness area with moms. Yeah, thank you. So I guess the first thing I'll start with is what I do. Mm-hmm. So I am a prenatal and postpartum expert, like Bethany said, and I primarily work with moms after pregnancy to help them recover and get back into a routine so that they can not only just rehab their core, pelvic floor, but also start feeling good in their bodies again. Mm -hmm. We all know how challenging it can be when you just don't feel like yourself and Mm -hmm. that can get a way of getting into a good routine again. Um, So that's what I do. And then in the way I got there, this is maybe, so my daughter is seven. So let's say like eight years ago when I was Mm -hmm. pregnant, I was working in the rehab field. So I was an occupational therapist. I was a personal trainer in college. My degree was in kinesiology. I'd always considered myself pretty fit and, you know, athletic. And then I got pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <Changes. laughs> I anticipated, yeah, like in my head, my, I was going to have a super fit pregnancy, no big deal, go back to everything right afterwards. And I felt like I got hit by a bus. Uh, yeah. I, Fortunately, had a rough pregnancy, so I was on activity restrictions and I couldn't really work out much. So the most I could do was like walking and swimming, mm. which that's <laughs> hard. From, it was so hard because just mentally, you know, I was used to working out. I was going to CrossFit five days a week. So yeah. to go from that to swimming, I was yeah. like, oh man, this is hard. Um, so that was a like a challenging pregnancy for me, and then. Afterwards, because I had lost so much muscle mass and really wasn't mm-hmm. able to keep up my, my fitness during my pregnancy, I had a very hard time recovering. Mm-hmm. And it it's more like that disconnect between the mental and the physical because you've had the baby. You're like, okay, baby is out. I'm good to go. And your body does not respond the way that you want it to. Right. So I remember the first time like going out for a walk and I was pushing the stroller up a hill and could barely make it up the hill. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's when I tough. was like, okay, like this is not what I anticipated. I had trained, you know, dozens of pregnant women in my life as a personal trainer. But be- until you go through it yourself, you never really realize what that can do to both your mental and physical state. Uh, so that's what kind of prompted me because I was already in the rehab field. I was doing a lot of orthopedic rehab. So people with hip, back, knee injuries, stuff like that. Uh, prompted me to really expand my education into the postpartum stuff. So mm-hmm. I not only how to fix myself, but then started working with other women in order to share what I've learned and share my own experience and help them through the process. 
So that's what kind of brought me here today. And it's been, it's been a journey. It's like eight years of entrepreneurship and figuring out what I want to do. And then eventually leaving my career in rehab altogether to solely work with women. So it's been fun. Did that passion, do you think, come from your own personal story? I, it sounds like it no, kind of well, did. Absolutely. It's not yeah. something like you asked me 10 years ago, like, would you be a personal trainer <laughs> again? I'm like, uh, no, because yeah. what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> it's it's so interesting, um, you know, when you kind of start being somebody that's super physically fit, um, when, you know, myself included, when I started with my boys, um, you know, I think I worked out until I was about seven months pregnant with both. And then kind of having a boulder in the way was kind of preventing me from doing certain things. So it was like, okay, now I guess I'm sort of downgraded to like swimming again or yoga. But even then, um, I want to get into this with the, uh, with you too. So sort of some of the injuries and stresses that you see, but I ended up having, um, I'm not sure what it's called, uh, but the, where the pelvic separates, um, Oh, like yeah, 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 and it was very painful. And it's painful. like even even putting pants on, you know, or getting out the car, you're stepping sideways. It's like I feel like my legs are gonna come out of like the sockets of my totally. hips, you know. I so know. even in and like you said, even after baby, you kind of think to yourself like, oh, you know, I'll be fine to exercise and stuff, but you don't realize like muscle tissue, everything. It takes months for it to go back, and even though you may look okay. You try and start exercising. Like I did that as well. And it was like everything was jelly inside in terms of like my stability, my core. Um, it just wasn't there. And I'm like, I know I'm like a physically fit person, but why is my body sort of like collapsing on me here? Like I don't get really? it. So, so that kind of leads into sort of my question for you is kind of what are the common physical problems that you see in women that, you know, start something like this in regards to working out and, you know, late pregnancy and sort of after sort of having the baby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the main thing that I work with, with a lot of my clients is the diastasis recti. So that's yeah. that separation between your abs. I'm sure you've heard ever, mm -hmm. a lot of people, say a lot of talk about it now online, which is actually good because it's mm -hmm. bringing more to the things that happen during pregnancy yeah. and not anything to be scared of. It's just something that we need to pay attention to because you know, having a two inch gap between your abs obviously is not great for your back, for your pelvic floor, for everything else. And that can lead to issues down the line. So that's something that I really focus on with my clients is working to close that gap, to rebuild their core strength from the inside out. And that really helps them in all ways, functionally being able to get back to doing what they were doing before, all of that. Um, also, a lot of the hip and back pain, I find that comes up a lot, especially after multiple pregnancies. So mm. after your hip stretch and recoil and do that a few times, those ligaments are loose and it takes a while to kind yeah. of regain that stability. Um, so that's been, uh, that's a big focus of mine is helping people rebuild their glute strength and their low ab strength and pelvic floor so that everything starts working together again. And it's not yeah. all these separate disconnected units, right? Yeah. I, I, again, a lot of things, a lot of people say the same things. I've heard that too, through a few friends, like the, the separation of the abs, like where basically you can put sort of like your fingers in the middle and there's nothing there. And you know, exactly. it's, it's, it does, it affects everything. And, um, I even after having sort of my second baby, I think I noticed it a little bit more 
um, for myself where I was like, hmm, that's a little, you know, concerning. And I actually went to a personal trainer myself who understood that because she went through it herself and said, you know, basically she had to get surgery inside um, to help her because again, if you kind of go like rock and roll and right on mm. your abs, right after you've had a baby and you have that issue, I could imagine there's a lot of damage internally that you um, can cause, right? Yeah, and I think the main point there is really just being able to recognize the limits of your body. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is that they want like a clear cut list, like don't do this, do this, mm -hmm. but everybody's different, right? So right. it's learning how to identify like, okay, this exercise is definitely pushing me too far and I'm bearing down into my pelvic floor or I see my abs bulging out. And so that's when you know to modify things down. So for a lot of people, like doing anything like in a crunch. So you'll see online a lot of um, experts recommend like no crunches if you have any sort of ab separation. Right. And it's not that you can never do crunches again. It's just that's what really will make that stick out and you're not able to stabilize as you pull your head up into a crunch. So just looking for things like that and then modifying it so that you're not causing permanent damage, right? Right. Um, yeah, like a lot of it can be fixed through exercise, but sometimes it gets to the point where surgery is necessary. So hopefully if you start working on it right from the get-go, right. you can avoid Do you find sort of like when people, um, like when women are sort of working out during their pregnancy, even if it's like lightly or something, do you find that they have a quicker recovery time or are you kind of finding the opposite where women are working out more and then it's like harder for them to recover? Like you said, um, you know, you go from having all this muscle mass, my, myself included, and then you sort of have the baby and it's like all of a sudden your whole body goes to like jello <laughs> inside. And you're like, yeah. what is going on? That's such a good point because mm -hmm. it's really a continuum. I see both ends of the spectrum. Right. So you have people that don't work out during, during their pregnancy and lose a lot of muscle and are weak afterwards. And then you also have people who work out intensely during their pregnancy, yeah. which you know, obviously working out is great, but that can also set you up for pelvic floor issues, for core right. issues, because when you're pregnant, that you have a lot of stability there. That baby, think about it, it's like having like a full balloon inside right. and stable. Now, as soon as you remove that, you lose all that stability. So that's what can lead to injuries postpartum. Right. If you, like I said, I was kind of in the CrossFit world for a while and you would see people crossfitting right up until they gave the baby and then jumping right back into it. And you're thinking, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, yeah. And, it, and I've, I've seen that again through other people, um, prolapse and all that kind of stuff too, yes. that, that happens to women and they're like, you know, bladder, everything incontinence. And you're like, I'm a fit young person. Like, how is that? How is that happening? But again, it's like you're, you're diving into things too fast when the body hasn't had that recovery. Mm -hmm. And once again, like everybody's different. So some people may be ready. They have six weeks, they may be at the point where everything is strong and where it's supposed mm -hmm. to be and feeling good. I just find through my experience, that's not the norm. So we right. need to stop identifying as that being normal and really realizing that it is a process like we do need to slow down a little bit and that's okay mm -hmm. be kind to your body because it's the only body you have for the rest of your life exactly so you want to take care of it there's there's a huge component in there i think of this is <clears throat> a mindset thing for a lot of people so obviously with social media society women feel so much pressure 
to be able to get back into their jeans or whatever they used to wear before right away. So what kind of problems do you see from this? Like, cause this is obviously like a huge factor for women. Absolutely. Uh, that's probably the number one question I get asked during new consults. So I always meet with clients mm -hmm. before working with them to see if it's a good fit. And almost everyone's like, so when can I get back in my jeans? How long will this take? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, let's just like, let's slow it down a little yeah. bit. So I find for most people, it does take kind of that full nine months to a year to really get back to feeling like yourself again. Yeah. Because a lot of people will lose the weight fairly quickly, right? It may be four months and you're down in weight, but things are just not quite the same, right? Yeah. And that can from still having a lot of relaxin flowing through your body so your ligaments are still fairly loose your hips are wider um, it does take some time to, for the hips to go back and that's what I found with myself and it was so incredibly frustrating because <laughs> I'm a naturally thin person like you know yeah. I've, never, um, I've always kind of been the same size mm -hmm. so after I had my daughter everything fit but my jeans because I could not get them up past my hips. And I was like, this is bad. I have an entire wardrobe of clothes that do not fit me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought I was the, I literally, I thought I was the only one. I was going to say that was pretty much the same thing for me is that I fairly lost the weight pretty quickly. And I think I actually went a little bit under what I was probably prior to. Um, and God forbid trying to get my jeans on and then the button wouldn't would be like so far yeah. away and I'm like I do not get it like like why are it they not so going together yeah like that was really hard for me mentally because I'm like you know I'm doing all the right things I'm working out I'm eating well yeah like, why is this not working um but then I found it's almost like nine months on the dot everything fit again I felt really great nothing hurt and I'm like okay like it really does take nine months to get back to where you were that must have something to do with the relaxing hormone because I know that one was really strong for me and I think it was, that's also what they say, I guess, what um, with the pubis synthesis the, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like you get this douse of like, okay, I guess you need to have like spaghetti ligaments now and yes. nothing goes back to normal. And it took, like, I remember it took months and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, I'm still having this pain trying to put on my jeans or get out the car mm -hmm. and it's been months and months later. But like you said, it, it's, incredible how quickly um right. you know like all that can happen and i guess if women are having babies back to back that must be a bigger issue too because like if, if you're thinking about like really close in uh, mm -hmm. pregnancies that must really probably take a huge toll on the body too do you see a lot of injury I with do. things like that. I find, um, honestly, for my women that work out throughout their whole pregnancy. So a lot of my clients will start with me at like 12 weeks and work yeah. out right at the end. Yeah. People do a lot better with having pregnancies back to back like that. Uh, but it is much harder on, I find the ligaments and your hips and all yeah. of that. Um, and that has a lot to do with nursing as well. So you think about that nine month timeline. That's usually when people are starting to wean their baby a little bit because they're eating more food, mm -hmm. right? So as soon as your hormones are starting to come down because you're not nursing all day like you were, then things start to tighten up a little bit as well. And I find that really does help for a lot of people, uh, but there's no quick fixes and it's not like some magic no. wand. 
one can wave and be like, okay, your kid. Your body is going back to normal. It's like a fairy godmother and like, I wish we had one of them. Totally, totally. So yeah, back-to-back pregnancies can be a little bit hard on people, but I find if you're pretty active throughout both of them, it yeah. really, it's not that much different, so. Right. So with all this doom and gloom, <laughs> no, what, what are some helpful tips that you can give these women that are kind of struggling right now with these specific areas? Like maybe they've got like some gaps in their abs and they're like, you know, I'm still breastfeeding and, um, that relaxing hormones still present or, um, they have, you know, the pubis symphysis going on, like what kind of tips, I guess, could you give these women sort of to, to get them back into the swing of it? Right. Well, I think the number one thing there is that it can be really discouraging and there's a lot of fear statements online. So a lot of people like, oh, like, you know, if you have this, you're ruined or if you have this, like you'll never get back to running or any of that. And I think yeah. it's really important for people to set realistic goals going from the beginning and then slowly ramping that up. Um, so that's something like I really try to drive home with my clients is, okay, like I know you, like I'll get clients that say ran half marathons or marathons right. and that's their thing. And so that's their goal. They're like, I want to get back to, to running a half marathon. But I'm like, okay, but honestly, if we're only focusing on that goal right from the get-go, it's going to be really hard mentally because you won't, you're not going to get there immediately. Right. So it's more focusing on your lifestyle, how to work exercise into your day and celebrating those small wins. So for example, if you can only get in 10 minutes because the baby had a bad night sleeping or maybe they're not napping, then that's okay. Celebrate that 10 minutes of exercise right. because that's far more than you're doing if you weren't doing anything. Right. And I think that's where... I don't know, I want to say if it's like a first time moms or anything um, going in, but thinking, you know, I can get back to it right away. Like I'll be able to run with the baby. Mm -hmm. you, your baby might not enjoy being in the stroller. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> you just, know, right? <laughs> you know, and you kind of have, I think this notion of what it might look like. And then you're kind of setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment and feeling yeah. um, that pressure maybe to kind of get back to your, your big goals. But like mm -hmm. you said, I think a lot of moms that, um, come into things like this is they need to look at the tiny steps that they're able to actually do. Like they're able actually to make a decent meal for themselves during the day while the baby's taking a nap or do some exercise. Like what, it depends what is important to them and what their values are. Um, some people it's just, I want sleep. Right. So right. It, well, and the it, bottom line is you're only as good as your recovery. So yeah. if you're pushing yourself to get in hour long workouts and you're running on no sleep and not eating well, and you're stressed because of the baby and everything else going on, that's not going to help you. That's right. only going to set you up for more issues because that's really hard on your body. It's really hard on your hormones, especially when things are so up and down postpartum anyways. Right. So. The main focus is really making sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're doing things that are going to serve you in the right ways. So we're not focusing on following, you know, a plan, say you know, a lot of people will download a workout plan and right. like, okay, do 75 hard. And then when you don't live up to the plan, you get disappointed. Yeah. So it's more finding something that's going to work for you and setting realistic expectations and create a realistic plan and that's going to be far more rewarding and far more satisfying and actually allow you to stick with it and stay consistent right. as opposed to something that 
is too much and then falling off track and not doing anything for like a month. <laughs> yeah, I agree because um, I'll say for like myself personally, when before I had kids, I was working out probably five, six days a week, an hour mm -hmm. at a time, mainly weightlifting, all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, when I had children, it changed. Like I worked out throughout both right. of my pregnancies and I had the ability to be able to do that because I was a stay at home mom. So I took them mm -hmm. into the gym and things like that with me. Um, then obviously becoming more of a single parent and running a business at the same time, my, obviously my life changed a little bit more. So for myself, it was just utilizing that time, um, in a more efficient way. So now I do 30 minutes, um, yeah. more hard, intense, um, yeah. working out and that's three days a week. And I notice if I try and push myself into four, five days a week, it's like, I'm setting myself up for failure, knowing that I don't actually have a lot of that time to be able to do it, but I can definitely manage three. Oh, so. absolutely. I do the same thing because even though my daughter's older, I'm running my own business. I have the responsibilities of her and the house yeah. and everything else where it's, it'd be very hard for me to get to the gym five days a week. Like I used to Yeah. And now, like I have a very consistent three day week routine and the other days I focus on more walking or doing stuff at home or more restorative type stuff. So yeah. maybe some yoga. Um, and that I found has really helped me with my own stress level yeah. because sort of exercise is still stress on your body. So it's not saying that you shouldn't be working out intensely because I think that has a lot of really positive benefits and I definitely work that into my routine, mm -hmm. but being aware of where you are stress-wise in your own life and modifying things right. to adjust to that, right? important very important i think and i think a lot of people due to everything that sort of happened in the last couple of years have sort of not been able to go to the gym or um have sort of been looking at their their fitness levels and again it's like the disappointment of well it's it's just another it's another hurdle to jump over for people so now it's like how do you adapt and sort of um still stay active in your family right. life or personally if you are just the only person that like does like to kind of like work out and things like that in your home so i'm very grateful for the advice today and i honestly wish i had this advice when i was going through all the oh, pregnancies and stuff yeah. too so you always find these things out like after you're like oh darn you know so yes. it was a right. pleasure having you on and how can our viewers actually contact you um about any of these tips about physical fitness while they're going through this yeah, of course. So you can always find me on Instagram. It's at FitMamaSB. That's where I post most of my content. I try to keep it informative, but fun. And you get a little glimpse of my own personal life. Um, and then obviously check out the website. It's FitMamaSB.com. That's where you can find my online programs. So I do work with people remotely and online coaching and group programs. And that has been really effective and really fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, that's great that you're doing remote and stuff too, because I think it can help such, you know, such a big wide variety of people um, all over the world, right? So to be able to do that. Oh, and I do have a free download. If you would like the Diastasis Recti Recovery Kit, you can always, uh, we'll put the link in the yeah. show notes. Uh, you can click on that and download your free uh, Diastasis Recti Guide. Awesome. I love that. So I'll put those in the show notes for everybody. So once again, it's been a real pleasure having you on. So thank you for coming on to the Nutritious and Delicious podcast, Natasha. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we connected and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.